Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. It's the captain here with Captain Clean. There's no better way to freshen up after winter than to have your carpets professionally cleaned. Nobody has more experience cleaning carpets than Captain Clean. Always free estimates, 100% safe. Just call the captain today to schedule your next carpet cleaning. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable options for healthy living. Hi, it's Steve Mann. Have you heard the commercials for the Mark Patrick Stop Smoking Seminars? And they said only $49.99 and it could work for you. So I thought, that's not even a week's worth of smoking. So I went. And guess what? It did work for me. You know, my friends and family are still amazed. I quit smoking. I didn't have cravings, anxiety, or weight gain. Listen, I don't know how it works, but I know it works because I'm living proof, and it's 100% guaranteed. So what do you got to lose? I'll tell you what you got to lose. A very bad habit. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Only $49.99 guaranteed. Become a non-smoker with hypnosis designed to work without anxiety, irritability, or weight gain. For only $49.99, become a non-smoker. That's right. The seminars tomorrow at the Ramada Hotel in Sheridan from 8 to 10 p.m. Registration starts at 7.30. The weight loss seminar starts at 5.30 and stop smoking at 8. Pittsburgh Paint, with over 135 years of product expertise, is now available at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. You will now find Pittsburgh Paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Pittsburgh Paint is a leader in quality and product innovation and built to perform for the job at hand. Now with two great paint brands, precise color matching, architectural and homeowner paints and coatings, plus a large inventory, it only makes sense to get your paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse, brought to you by Elias and Financial. Now, this morning... I am joined by our Sheridan County Sheriff, Alan Thompson, and our undersheriff, Levi Dominguez. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Now, uh, how have things been down at the sheriff's office? I feel like uh, it's been forever since I've seen you guys. It must have just been a really long month, huh? Well, uh, it's, we're plugging right along. Um, it seems like time's flying pretty quick. Um, you know, this year it's been kind of a, a calm springtime, I guess you could say. Um, so... I guess spring and uh, winter. Um, so as we're getting into the busy season now, it's probably going to start picking up with this warm weather. But you know, the last the three months have been. Um, I don't want to use the Q U I E T word. It's been tolerable. So. Uh, tolerable. I like that one. Yeah. We'll use that one instead, and yeah. we don't curse ourselves for the next three months, right? Yeah. 
Now, uh, Sheriff, I know you pay very close attention to legislature. And on March 21st, just this last Monday, Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon signed State Enrolled Act 46. This was known as Senate File 102. This act prohibits state and political subdivisions here in Wyoming from using personnel or monies that come from within the state from enforcing, administering, or cooperating with any unconstitutional act, law, treaty, executive order, rule, or regulation of the United States government that infringes on or impedes the free exercise of individual rights guaranteed under the Second Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. Law enforcement officers or other officials that knowingly violate the provisions of this new law could be considered guilty of a misdemeanor, punishable up to a year in prison, a fine of $2,000, or both. Sheriff, could you simplify this language for us? What does this mean? Well, it all started really a couple years ago. Um, There's been definitely a fear of uh, Wyoming residents and voters um, that the federal government would be taking some sort of action to impede our Second Amendment rights in Wyoming. And there's also a fear that law enforcement is for some reason going to go along with that or enforce that. I I think we all know that if the federal government did, uh, you know, pass some sort of law or rule or regulation that uh, limited the Second Amendment, um, that they wouldn't be able to enforce that without local law enforcement. There's just not enough federal employees or federal law enforcement to actually enforce that equally across the United States. So um, that fear by many is that local law enforcement will be tasked with doing that. Um, and, and you look back to case law back in the, the 1990s with uh, um, some requirements. The federal government passed laws that required local law enforcement to run background checks on uh, people and, and you know kind of start a firearms registration list and these other things that were really unfunded mandates and um, and and local law enforcement um, some from Wyoming Montana and Arizona were involved in lawsuits to counter that and and we've shown that the Supreme Court has ruled that the federal government can't mandate what uh, local law enforcement does so there's already that precedent that. Um, you know, we're not going to be put in that position as local law enforcement to enforce these, um, you know, overreaching laws. I think in many cases they're very overreaching when it comes to the Second Amendment. So um, as a result of that, the last couple of years we've been talking with legislators about um, how to codify that, you know, in Wyoming and make sure that uh, we're protecting law enforcement, we're protecting the the public, and they're able to, uh, you know, exercise their Second Amendment rights, and we're not there to infringe it. And, you know, it's easy from my standpoint to think, well, that won't happen here because I won't do that, and I don't know a sheriff that will. Um, But that doesn't change the fear that the general public in Wyoming might have. Right, That could happen. And so uh, in talks with the legislators um, throughout the interim and through the session um, just this spring, um, we came to, you know, support Senate File 102, um, had a couple amendments to it through the process to help, uh, you know, strengthen the language and and make make it so that everyone understood, so that that any unconstitutional act was added to it. Uh, so we weren't getting into a, a disagreement with the judicial branch because you know we know with the separation of states that the judicial branch is tasked with the, determining the constitutionality of things. 
Um, so uh, the, the finished product, I think, is the best that we could hope for from both a citizen and a law enforcement standpoint, because in the past we had um, some issues with laws that were proposed that would have severely limited law enforcement's ability to investigate <clears throat> serious crimes, violent crimes with firearms. And um, some of those uh, bills really, to, from my viewpoint, empowered the criminal element or the bad actors and um, provided ways that they could, they could, you know, get away with a crime. And I think this takes that away but still has a penalty for law enforcement that um, I think, you know, if, if we were going to damage the public trust, uh, seizing people's firearms is a great way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's something that we want to avoid. So it's codified in this uh, statute, and it does have a pretty, uh, I guess, depends on your viewpoint. I think it's a substantial penalty. But, um, you know, so that, that just gives us guidance from uh, a law enforcement perspective, what we're going to um, be able to enforce and not enforce. And, um, you know, as things change on the national level, then we'll look at the application of this law um, going forward. But as it stands now, this law just in, um codifies or you know gives us a written uh, document to follow but we're already doing that yeah this is already what we're doing right now yeah and and it's it's like a precautionary measure where we're just we're going to put this in writing so everybody understands it and and you said this took a couple of years to get yeah so there was um they call it sapa legislation so second amendment preservation or second amendment protection acts um there was there was a bill last year that um you know we had some serious concerns with how it was going to affect uh, the criminal element positively, and that bill failed in the legislature in 21. Um, so uh, some, several different people came back to the drawing board this year um, with different versions of that, and, and the Senate File 102 was referred to as the Second Amendment Protection Act. And uh, it was something that through the interim, we were in talks with the legislators that were drafting it. Um, we um, you know, a bunch of local groups um, and, and local people had some input in that through, I say local, but Wyoming. Wyoming yeah, yeah, state, um, yeah. State level um, had some input in that. And um, so it was, it was a process. It was a year-long process. And, um, and I think, you know, no one, not everyone's always going to be happy with every bill, but I think this positively affects the most amount of people. And I heard this made it through pretty easily. Uh, yeah, through would, both the House and the Senate is, is what I heard. Yeah, I would say so. And, <clears throat> you know, this also this protects our law enforcement officers uh, from having to do something like go and seize weapons from their neighbor. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. This is, yeah, yeah the federal yeah. government. I could see doing something like that. You know, well, you go do it. I'm not going to get off Capitol Hill to come down and do that. So now it actually protects uh, everybody. I do like this bill. Um, now, did you get an opportunity to go down to Cheyenne during this year's budget session, sir? Um, I did. I really like the fact that we're able to testify still in, in committees throughout the year and uh, during session remotely. So I didn't have to drive down to <laughs> Cheyenne for a 10-minute um, opportunity to testify on behalf of this bill. But I did go down at a different time when we had a, a WASCOP, so that's the Wyoming Association of Sheriffs and Chiefs of Police meeting. Um, it happened to be in Cheyenne during the time the legislature was meeting. Um, so we had the opportunity to visit with our legislators down there, um, talk to them in the Capitol building, um, you know, kind of get caught up on some other bills that, that are – meandering through the legislature. So it was a great opportunity. And we did, you know, some great training and updates for administrators across the state, 
across the state. So we had, you know, like a day of training, and then um, the second morning we were there, we went down to the Capitol building and spent a little time with our legislators and then um, continued on with our training and then headed home. So, so you, you have had the ability to testify, say, I think it's Zoom, via Zoom or, right. or some yeah. format. And, and how do you feel about that? Do you, feel, you said that you really like doing that. Do you feel that they really listen uh, the same way as if you were in the room? I mean, is this an effective way to testify uh, to things as important as, say, Senate File 102? Well, I think it, it's, um, it's a great thing because it, it provides that opportunity for everyone to do that. So you don't have to worry about, do you have enough gas money to get to Cheyenne, or do you going to spend over $100 on a motel room and, and that sort of thing. So from both a, a private citizen and a public official using taxpayer funds, um, I, I didn't have to use any um, – I didn't have to drive down there for, uh, you know, any work-related reasons. So I, I can do that, like, on my own time and testify on behalf of these bills. Um, so it's a great opportunity. But I think you do lose something without that personal connection to people. Um, you, you know, I, I think we would all prefer to meet in the same room. But, I mean, from a fiscal standpoint, yeah. I think this uh, Zoom option is a great opportunity especially for the public. I mean, that gives the public more access to the legislature than I think we've ever had before. Yeah, just about anyone can testify on right. something if they so choose. Right. And uh, now you don't have to save up money or wonder where you're going to stay during some of Cheyenne's busiest <laughs> hotel seasons, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of American Rescue Plan <laughs> Act funding going around. Will the sheriff's office see much of that? Uh, have, have, has that been determined yet? Uh, it hasn't totally been determined, but one thing that um, is a benefit to Sheridan County in general is, uh, you know, as you as you get uh, authorized some of that funding to come down to the county level, um, the county is able to use that for the specific um, funding stream allowed by that uh, ARPA funding, and then that frees up some of our other tax revenue for things. And, like, one of the things that uh, we're going to talk about today is uh, the the remodels that's going on down at the sheriff's office that's been deferred for many years and is um, kind of really needed. Um, and then uh, under Sheriff Dominguez, we'll talk about the radio opportunity that we have to replace some really antiquated equipment. So it's definitely a benefit to the county as a whole and to the sheriff's office. Um, but it, you know, you have to talk to the um, the county officials to find out where that funding stream actually comes from because it, it depends on each product, project that we're doing. Yeah. It's allowed or so many you know, rules attached right. to this yeah. money. Correct. Uh, and once again, something that the federal government absolutely loves to do. Now, I do agree with some of those rules, though, uh, because, you know, there are individuals, not locally that I know of, but uh, out there within the United States who would just see a pot of money. And start yep. spending on frivolous Absolutely. things that, right. that we don't need to be spending money on. Yeah. Under Sheriff Dominguez, there's uh, new radios. Now, and I've never been a law enforcement officer. I have been a soldier. And uh, I can tell you that communication is king on, yeah. a, on a battlefield. Uh, I kind of liken that same situation to some of the things that you guys get into. And, uh, and not having the ability to communicate or having a radio go out of serviceability. I mean, that could be life or death. Yeah, you know, and, and we, we talk about this all the time with planning and, and things when we're, de- uh, you know, meeting with other agencies and organizations that if there's a big emergency or a big incident, you know, the first thing to, to usually go is communications, right? So um, that's always, we're, we're always planning for that. And, and, and like Sheriff Thompson said, there's there's some funding um, 
possibilities that we can use some of these, you know, the ARPA funds and the CARES that come through the county that we're hopefully going to be able to utilize. And and one of those, using some of that money is, is going to be um, replacing and updating our, our communications within the, the sheriff's office. And, and so we're looking at... Um, um, replacing almost 20-year-old portable radios that our, our patrol staff has been using. 20 and years. They've served their time. They have. <laughs> you know, and, and they've done a great job. And um, most of them still work. But what we're finding is that when, when, when they do fail, there, there's no pieces or there's no parts to, to use to replace. And so... Um, I think we've got a good good plan to replace those, and they're going to be they're going to be you know I, I'm hoping to future proof that for the next 15 to 20 years, um, so we can get that lifespan out of them again. You know these radios are going to be um, Wi-Fi um, capable, so if you're in buildings and in, in, in the school districts and the courthouse and and other other places that have Wi-Fi, if you can't get the service through Wirelink or other areas, it, it'll go to the Wi-Fi network or you know. Smart Connect, whether it's using, um, you know, using cell phone, you know, 5G type service if, if Wild Link's down. And so there's all these wow. capabilities that can be used, you know, with, with those, those portable radios. And then the other component that goes into that is, is we have almost 20-year-old mobile radios in our, in our patrol vehicles, in our jail transport vehicles. And so we're looking at replacing all of those as well. And, and that's going to give us, you know, um, a, a greater, you know, technology has just advanced over the years. And, and what we've seen, Wildlink has done a great job in this area. We have a few holes, um, especially in the Tongue River Valley area, um, that a lot of our portable radios can't get out, but we can get out in areas with our mobile radios. And so the, what we're looking at doing is when we replace these mobile radios in our patrol vehicles, we're going to um, utilize a vehicle repeater system within our patrol vehicles. And that'll allow a deputy who's who's out, you know, uh, on scene outside of his patrol vehicle or her patrol vehicle, and they're they're dealing with an incident, and they're within a, a certain proximity of their patrol vehicle. If they can't get out on their portable radio, you know, they can flip a switch, and then it, it'll talk with their their patrol vehicle. It'll act like a base. It'll station. act like a repeater system. Wow. And so that's just that that's a really neat thing, and and that's something that we need for our patrol deputies, you know, out out in the. Um, out in the field because we do have some holes and, and hopefully that'll get taken care of over time. But, you know, we want to plan for that. So if things are going down and, and so that, that's really exciting for our, for our, the sheriff's office and, and replacing mobile radios for our, our jail staff as well, for our detention transport vehicles. And so that'll get replaced as well. So um, exciting things with, with technology within the sheriff's office coming, coming in the future. Which I think is absolutely fantastic because uh, yeah, you know, it, it could mean life or death. And it could be in a, just a flash of, of you know, uh, I was in a situation one time where I told somebody to clean his weapon, <laughs> clean your weapon. He went to go pull the trigger, click, you know, it's all about preparation and you don't know when it's going to happen. So you've got to be on your toes. So that's great to hear that this is how it's going to be used. Uh, now, let's talk about the construction going on within the sheriff's uh, office facilities and the grounds. What will be happening over there? So the, the kind of the biggest project that we have going on um, is kind of not our project. Um, the coroner's office is going to, um, for the first time in my memory, uh, have its own standalone building in Sheridan County, and it will be behind the sheriff's office. 
Um, the good thing about the sheriff's office, it's in that complex with the police department. It's the only government building in the county that's our, that's manned 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So for site security, having a coroner's office there um, makes the most amount of sense. Yeah. Um, and and, the, and the, the real estate, I guess you could say, is available. So we have a, a, a portion of the sheriff's office property down there that um, has the room for the building. And uh, so they're in, in the planning stages right now of building a, a coroner's building, and, and that'll um, – you know, be their their headquarters, and uh, we'll be able to perform autopsies there and do everything that a coroner's office needs to do in their realm. Um, and that proximity to both the sheriff's office and the police department are going to be helpful because um, if, if you're not aware, a death investigation in Wyoming is investigated by law enforcement and concurrently by a coroner's office. Um, and the you know the the reasoning is a little bit different. I mean, we're looking to and uh, make sure that that uh, any criminal violation is enforced from the law enforcement side of things if it was a homicide or a negligent death. Um, and then the coroner's office is looking for cause and manner of death. And they really kind of need to happen at the same time and, and be a process through because uh, when, you're, when you're investigating and looking for the forensic evidence in a death investigation, it's not immediate. It's not like, you know, CSI where you get uh, – those returns on toxicology and all that. They got to get it done in an hour, right? Yeah. I mean, you're looking weeks and months for that. So um, you have your initial information and then you have your autopsy and then you have the uh, waiting for the forensic evidence to be evaluated and and look at those reports when they come back before there's a final determination made. Um, So I think it's going to be very helpful for law enforcement and the deputy coroners and coroner. Um, And of course, you know, they'll, they'll have that facility down there that's kind of a standalone thing. It's not associated with um, any other business in town. In the past, they've leased those spaces from... Oh, really? Um, you know, like uh, funeral directors or things like that because, I mean, there's no other facility yeah. in town to deal with that. So um, I, I, That kind of surprises me, an area as big and as populated as Sheridan, that uh, our, our coroners had to do that. Yeah, but it's kind of been the standard across really the West. You know, your really? rural areas like Montana and Wyoming, um, that's kind of how it's been it's been a regular um, thing because yeah. the smaller your population i mean I, I don't know how many corner cases we have a year because the police department also you know the corner cases would happen in the city of sheridan too but um they're not all it's an un- unattended death um that becomes a coroner's case so if they're in a hospital or if they're in hospice care that's not a coroner's case um so you know there's not a huge number of those in mm-hmm. the county but it is time to 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 move them into a little bit more autonomy, I think. Uh, I bet he's kind of excited. Huh? Yeah, he, she, I don't know who the coroner, uh, but I bet they're excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've been having conversations with um, PJ Kane's the coroner, and um, so, and then the, the people that work in that field. So, um, yeah, I've I've heard a lot of excitement from from them. So, well, now uh, you might not know this, but will they be able to take part in that construction? Go in, say this will oh, work better. That put this over here. Yeah, they're Absolutely. a part of all of that. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. fantastic. Yeah. So they're not going to come in with like a, a little model yeah. building or anything that they've done in the past and said, this is a coroner's office. Uh, they'll actually be able to take part in the construction, which I think is great. Yeah. And the, and the planning process, you know, when Sheriff Thompson was talking, meeting with, with the coroner currently and, and you know, the, the others that are involved with those coroner cases. And, and so they're they're meeting with uh, the architectural team and, and coming up with what's going to be best suitable 
for Sheridan County and mm-hmm. the Sheridan County Coroner's Office. Yeah, localize it as mm-hmm. well. Absolutely. Now, I haven't gotten a chance to come down and look at those grounds. Uh, what are the problems with uh, your buildings that this project, these projects will address? Yeah, so our uh, our building was constructed originally in 1982. We've gone through a jail remodel in 2004, and we've gone through a remodel on our main level at the sheriff's office. But our basement level um, is is pretty much the original and some... I wouldn't say haphazard because it's good construction, but um, some temporary fixed type construction along along the way has has uh, given us kind of a conference room and kind of a training room down there. But it's all one big room, um, so right now we can't conduct um, like custody control training in the mat area. So we have some like wrestling mats in one area, and we can't conduct that at the same time we're having classroom training on the other side. Or um, you know, you think of the change in communication that we were talking about with the legislature. So a lot of our training opportunities now are through Zoom or video conferencing. And so we don't really have private rooms for our individual deputies to take part, excuse me, take part in those um, types of trainings kind of one-on-one on a computer. So we have a large open area down there that um, we've been asking for, for several years to try and wall that off a little bit and better use all of it kind of at the same time. Um, the other thing is that mat room that we have is is really the only um, hands-on custody and control kind of training facility that we would that we have in Sheridan County for law enforcement and government entities, and it's used by Game and Fish and Probation and Parole and Highway Patrol and the sheriff the sheriff's office and the police department and Highway Patrol. Um, so it, it's used quite extensively. Oh yeah, a lot so, of people trying probably trying to get in there, schedule yeah. that. Yeah. And it's great because this will um, this construction has been approved in this um, uh, budget that we're in right now and we're going through the planning stages of this right now to make a conference room, a couple two or three offices and um, kind of professionalize that mat area. Uh, and then of course make it all uh, compliant to current zoning and things like that. It needs a little bit of a update. A little bit of a that. facelift. Yeah. Um, so access points and um, fire escapes and that type of thing. We need to make sure that we're doing all that right. So we're in those planning stages right now, and we hope by January 1 of 23 um, it'll be up and running and um, we'll be able to have that multiple use of, of that square footage in the basement. So you know, to a lot of people this might feel like a small thing. You know, oh, well, they need offices. Look at them in there. But look at what that will give to our deputies and our law enforcement officials that go in there to get multiple training sessions done at one time. I mean, that opens up so many avenues. Uh, and it's not just that, but that conference room can be used for, um, you know, emergency operations center should we have things like floods or um, other emergencies. That's that's another area. There's a couple of those that kind of work throughout the county at the courthouse and at the city hall, um, but this is just another opportunity for that, uh, you know, should – should the disaster be near the courthouse or near City Hall, now we have another option because the Sheriff's Office Police Department complex is quite a ways away from both of those entities. So, Absolutely. Contingencies on top of contingencies. Right. That's that's being prepared. And this sounds like this is going to be a little bit more than just uh, pulling down the old wood paneling. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. When we return, we're going to continue with our Sheridan County Sheriff's Office. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
dreaming of green grass, sunny days, and long drives down the fairway? Well, so are we. It's time to get ready for the 2022 season at Kendrick Golf Course. Rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Sheridan's best golf value. Take advantage of their preseason discounts and save even more. Discounted passes now on sale at City Hall or online at SheridanWY.gov through March 31st. The snow will be gone and the grass will be greening up before you know it. Don't miss out. Play this season at Kendrick Golf Course. When you think Frackletons, you think big steaks or pasta dishes or even pan-seared duck breast. But we have another option called our small plates and starters menu. Sweet potato fries or truffle fries. You might want to go a different direction with calamari or ahi tuna poke bowl. Maybe New Zealand green lip mussels. All on our small plates and starters menu. Frackletons, fine food and spirits. Where good food is good mood. Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about 14 Harmony Street in Buffalo. This is a nice one and three quarter bath home with a two car attached garage. The well landscaped backyard has a wood privacy fence, and the master bath has a large walk in shower. Great location near the walking path and close to the grocery store. Call me, Christy Kinghorn, today about 14 Harmony Street in Buffalo, Wyoming. Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Does your garage or parking space need a facelift? Hi, this is Brad at Prime Ray Motors, and the best way to spruce up your garage is a new car, truck, or SUV from Prime Ray Motors. Plus, we are looking to buy or trade locally owned cars, trucks, SUVs, trailers, tractors, four-wheelers, and side-by-sides. Cash or trade, Prime Ray Motors and the Super Trailer Store is interested in visiting with you about your pre-owned vehicle. Dress up that garage with a new vehicle from Prime Rate Motors, 2305 Coffee Avenue, here in Sheridan. It's Thursday, and we have some new items for you on this week's Hot Buys on SheridanMedia.com. This time around, we have $50 gift certificates to Aesthetica, a one-month membership with tanning and 24-hour access to Anytime Fitness. $50 gift certificates to Rose Petal Beauty and a certificate for customized earplugs from Evia Hearing. We have those items and a bunch more, all starting at half off of retail value on Hot Buys. Bidding is easy. Just go to SheridanMedia.com, click on on the Hot Buys banner, find the items you're looking for, and bid away. Hurry, though. Bidding ends tonight at 8 p.m. Good morning, and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I am with Sheridan County Sheriff Alan Thompson and Under Sheriff Levi Dominguez. Now, it's something we like to address on not only this show, but on our website as well. And that is scams online, on the phone, through texting, through the U.S. Postal Service, you name it. These scammers use every manner they can to steal your money. And they play on the goodness of others to get it. Uh, Sheriff, uh, I heard about this through AARP. You're bringing it to the attention of the people now. Um, What new technique are these guys trying to get our money? Well, really right now we're seeing a lot of these um, business-associated scams hitting um, where they're trying to take over your um, IT, you know, remotely. So I'll let Under Sheriff Dominguez talk about that specifically. Oh, wow. Remote hacking. Yeah, you know, it's something that's um, always been, you know, that that it's happened sparingly, especially across the state of Wyoming. But what we're seeing and talking with, um, you know, um, at a statewide level and, and, and with the things that are going on and with Ukraine and Russia, those 
scams are becoming more popular and they're targeting bigger businesses, you know, government entities, schools, um, anything with, with some sort of financial backing um, and those scams, you know, so hospitals and, and, and things like that and, and, and banks and and we don't have any local that, that have, have occurred, but we just want to make, you know, the listeners and, and the folks here in Sheridan County be aware that that's occurring. And, and I, I hope that most of these um, businesses and, and, and government entities and, and schools, you know, they have professional IT services that are watching out for them. But um, I just want to pass along that if, if you know, there's an attempted, you know, uh, of this type of scam or, or this does happen to get a hold of our office and, and we can pass it along to, you know, the, the Wyoming Office of Homeland Security is, is following this really, really close. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so they want to be aware of any anything that's that's occurring so that way we can, you know, try to figure this out and, 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 and assist in any way we can and, and get the message out. So um, we're seeing it statewide and it hasn't hit, you know, I want to say locally to to an extent that, you know, we're seeing things, you know, become disastrous here in Sheridan County, but there's the propensity for that. Yeah. And and we just need to be aware of that and, and let our listeners know. And then if, if something like that does happen or there's an attempted of something like that happening um, to get a hold of us so we can we can get the, the right folks involved. You know, uh, we found some links uh, to some foundations that are actually sending aid to victims of the war. And and civilians over there. So, uh, you know, I will get those up later today. Again, just refresh everyone's memory. If you do want to help the citizens of the Ukraine, uh, these foundations, which are legitimate and have been checked out, I'll get those links up there so people can can use that avenue uh, to try and reach out. Uh, And they don't have to depend on these scammers who are sending emails and phone calls and texts playing on the compassion of others to just steal your money. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't think of very much in this world that frustrates me more than uh, the scammers. Be, and, and we've talked about this so frequently. Um, a lot of them are on foreign soil and, and we can mm-hmm. do very little about it, especially here. And so it is good to hear, uh, you know, government agencies like the Department of Homeland Security getting involved in this. Yeah. And, and Floyd, I mentioned something else with, with this type of financial ransom type of scam that's going on is, is you know, these, these organizations that, you know, with the businesses and government entities, they're, they're also, they're after, you know, the, the CFOs, the chief financial officers, those types of, of folks. So, you know, when you're oh, looking wow. at emails and things like that, and so, and, and again, most of all of, you know, the pre- Professional IT folks are aware of that, and they, and they they have you know they're they're monitoring that. But th- those are that's that's what these scammers are targeting. Wow, they're going for the lion. Yep. Mm. And at the same time, anytime there's a new issue um, worldwide or locally, um, you know the fly the fires in Colorado, the fires that we have now in Texas, um, the first few days and, and week of any major event like that, the the issues in U- Ukraine, um, that's when you know I'm uh, the the advertisements come out. We're sending relief. We're providing donations. Donate for water. Donate for food for these people. That's where you need to be the most careful because those people pop up immediately to scam whatever emergency is going on across the world. Um, so take your time and research uh, what entity you're going to support because there's a lot of great entities out there that that provide real support. And it's really a lot easier now than it ever has been before to check out the bona fides of them. Um, so That's spend right, a little yeah. time. And look for, uh, you know, the, the 
organization, research the organization. And then and they're just a Google away. Yeah. And then most of the time, you know, it takes about five, ten minutes of good research, and, and you know where your money's going. i got to take another uh, commercial break here real quick. When we return, we're going to continue with our Sheridan County Sheriff's Office. This is Public Pulse on 930KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Staying on top of your tax and accounting records doesn't have to be a struggle. I'm Patrick Sucker. Parker Mellinger has been providing professional solutions and outstanding value for over 30 years. Whether you're interested in QuickBooks consulting, monthly accounting, payroll preparation, or tax preparation, Parker Mellinger is the solution for your tax and accounting needs. Call us today. Your initial consultation is always free at Harker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. Charitable giving is often an important part of your future. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. I can help you develop a charitable giving strategy designed to potentially maximize your tax benefits and reduce your record-keeping burden. Call us at 307-672-3434 to discuss how a Stiefel donor-advised fund can help create a positive impact on the causes you care most about. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. When you're in pain, it causes stress. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right, and early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system, through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. Buying a service contract from Hammer Chevrolet is always beneficial, especially if you're looking to keep your vehicle for a long time, Dick Hammer. Bob, there are lots of scams out there when it comes to extended warranties for your vehicle. Come in and sit down and let's put together a well-thought-out service contract together that works for you. Give yourself peace of mind when you're on the road. Hammer Chevrolet, doing business in Sheridan since 1937. 107 East are online at HammerChevy.com. Do you love what you do? Well, I do. Hi, this is Jill Bates with Best Real Estate. I have the pleasure of working with many amazing people every day, assisting them with the next chapter, whether buying or selling. Real estate is not just looking at pretty homes. There are lots of hoops, steps, and challenges to overcome and people to coordinate to achieve a successful closing. We don't expect you to know what to do. You don't do this every day like we do. Let me and my outstanding and caring team at Best Real Estate be your guide and make the start of your next chapter a success. Give us a call today, 675-BEST. As always, make it a great day. Brokered by EXP. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Alliance and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am joined by Sheridan County Sheriff Alan Thompson and Under Sheriff Levi Dominguez. Now, uh, before the show, or excuse me, before the commercial, we were talking about scams. We're going to move on now. Uh, spring weather. Just around the corner, if it's not already here, <laughs> it feels pretty good outside right now. But the minute I say that, it's going to snow on us, so knock on wood. 
Uh, it also means more folks on the roads and the sidewalks. Under Sheriff, what should we keep in mind as we head out to enjoy this weather? Yeah, def- defensive driving. That's the key. You know, when we're out and, and we're operating motor vehicles or anything like that is, is to be on the lookout for anything that's going to pop out in front of you that you weren't thinking is going to come. So that defensive driving is important. Um, the weather's getting nice. We've got, you know, we've got our, our local sports, you know, track teams that are out in the afternoons running after school. You're going to see them running um, in neighborhoods on, on certain sides of the streets. You've got soccer kicking up and things like that. And and then you have families that are enjoying this this great weather and stuff. And so you're going to have kids on bikes. You're going to have parents walking the dogs with the kids in I front of them and running gonna around. I to say the dogs. Uh, yeah. Some of those dogs, you know, at they get off a leash. Yeah. Yep. And so the, the most important thing is, you know, when you're you're in the vehicle and, and you're doing that and we know that the weather's getting nice and that basketball that can come out, you know, um, don't be concerned about the basketball. Be concerned what's chasing the basketball, right? The nightmare scenario, yeah, yeah. right? So out the, from the, behind a van or the something. The five-year-old that's coming out for the basketball and just hasn't quite grasped that. We need to look both ways and things like that. So that's the part that as drivers we need to be concerned about. And, and the way we can do that is focus everything when you're in that vehicle, put the cell phone aside, you know, put that down and be focused on driving and that defensive driving. Do we have a, a, a lot of stops by our deputies? And, and I'm not going to defend anybody, but <laughs> when you're out on a country road and you think, well, it's just me out here, I can check that text, you know, uh, even though they don't understand the danger that can happen there, because uh, you look at down one second is all it takes, and all of a sudden you're off the side of the road and you overcorrect and, and roll your vehicle. Uh, you know, we do we see maybe not the rollovers, but do we see a lot of distracted driving out on our rural areas? Are our deputies having to stop that? We see it, you know, and it's 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 not necessarily a cell phone, right? It's the dog in the in the vehicle with the the you know the rural rural folks that are driving and they're you know and they're you know looking around and getting stuff grabbing the, the their radio coffee cup out of the and back stuff, you know i'd like to say that you know our, our here in wyoming we're, we're good about that we we stress that does it happen yeah if our deputies see that do we you know take appropriate action yes but you know it's all about you know changing behavior letting folks know that you know if you do this or, or that that you know bad things can happen you know it, like you said at highway speeds, you know, looking down for a second, looking back up, that you've just traveled this the distance of a football field, you know, and so one second, and, and you're so like, crazy. you know, within that range. I mean, it's it's you know, yeah. it's, it's so you know, a lot of things can happen. So that's what we just want to make sure that folks are looking out for. And you talked on defensive driving. I, w- I want to touch base on that again because uh, in the military they send you to a class. And it's a defensive driving class, and you got to take it, I think, every so often. I can't remember if it was once a year or every other year. But there's online free defensive driving courses if you don't understand what true defensive driving is. Uh, and, and so I would suggest to anybody out there, uh, there's just little tips, hints, and tricks that you can learn that, that make you a better defensive driver, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and there's one, you know, I, I point folks to the National Highway Traffic National Highway Traffic Safety Administration site, right? They are that's, a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that's great information. They have information on how to be prepared and inclement weather, you know, from driving. They have different schools and different online things that you can do. I mean, ever for holidays, for, you know, uh, what to look out for during Halloweens and, and those types of things. So it's it's a great site to, to steer folks to, to go and look and some great 
you know, benefits and, and training to, to look at. And, you know, uh, I think kids just getting that new driver's license, you know, uh, say your, your 16th birthday or if you've got your permit, your 15th birthday hit during the winter season. So you've been holding off on driving around. And now spring is here. We're, we're probably going to start seeing a lot of new drivers out there, aren't we? I, I, and, and that's something that I, I, I think happens a, a lot more than what people think. There's a lot of kids that reach that age this year, and they're going to be out there learning how to do this. And going to that website, uh, I think, is a fantastic idea. Matter of fact, later today, I'm going to send that link to uh, my daughter and have her just sit down, check that stuff out, things to keep in mind. Yep. Now... It is pothole season. As <laughs> now, I woke up this morning and found a couple uh, outside my place. Um, tell us a little bit about the springtime resource damage. Uh, I only got about seven minutes left, and I want to get to the uh, our, our statute of the month. Tell me about springtime damage, because yeah. we've got some. Yeah, you know, this has been, you know, a precarious type of, you know, winter, spring going on. We've had not quite the the moisture that we'd like to see, right? And so when you're looking up at the Forest Service, had a meeting with the Forest Service and, and, and got a chance to, to visit with them. And, and, you know, they're talking about, you know, the conditions up on the mountain are wet and sloppy right now with the, you know, you get snowfall and then it heats up and it starts to melt. And, and so we just want folks to be mindful of that, you know, especially, you know, you're wanting to get your, you know, um, ATVs out and, and those types of things, and even folks wanting to snowmobile still, so a little bit more up in the mountains that we need to watch out for the resource damage, you know, what you're damaging. And then also down here, you know, on, on more of the, you know, within the valley and, and, and things like that, and within the county alone, um, you know, red grade, red grade still closed until the 1st of April and close to motorized vehicles. And so we got to just be careful with that. We don't, we've had some folks trying to get up there still, it can cause some, some damage to the roads and, and, get off of the roads and resource damage. And we've had some folks out on state land here down in Sheridan County that have, um, you know, left the roadway and caused some resource damage. And, and, and it just, it's wet still right now. And, and, and your vehicles can, can tear up, can tear up a, a valuable resource that everybody would like to partake in yeah, you know, throughout, exactly. the, throughout the year. Now that washboard that we all know and love so much, <laughs> that's caused during this time of year, isn't it? A lot of times it, it comes out of that snowpack. So, uh, you know, that's what we deal with on our gravel roads. You know, the majority of our roads in Sheridan County are gravel. And uh, the single vehicle rollovers are uh, the, the most predominant accident that we investigate on our wow. county roads. And that really comes from, you know, getting onto a washboard and you start to lose control, overcorrect or um, whatever it may be. And those washboards um, come into the road surface where you have acceleration and deceleration so that's a corner usually so you got a washboard in a corner and then you're just bouncing into the borrow ditch you get the tires off in the soft stuff on the side of the road and that just sucks you in the borrow ditch and then if it's a deep one then you're rolling the vehicle over yeah so um, just be careful about that the county crews are going to be out very soon starting to work on those um but um yeah just be careful uh now uh, i've got a caller um and uh We've, we don't have very long left, so uh, if you can make your question quite quick, please, I would, I would appreciate that. Go ahead. You're on Public Pulse. Yes, and thank you. My question is really for Deputy Sheriff Le Levi Dominguez. Um, Mr. Dominguez, do you feel that law enforcement in Wyoming needs to take a policy position 
about the legalization of marijuana before the next legislative session and I'm talking about law enforcement writ large, the entire state, not just here in Sheridan, but has law enforcement discussed this? Um, Sheriff Thompson had indicated that law enforcement did weigh in regarding Second Amendment. So question, do you think law enforcement needs to examine or take a policy position about legalization of marijuana in Wyoming? All right. Yeah, that, that's a good question, and that's something that law enforcement as a whole in Wyoming has had conversations about over the years, especially, you know, we're becoming surrounded by states that are legalizing marijuana, and, um, and, and, and you start to look at the research and the numbers of what's that causing and, and how is that causing, you know, different problems in those states. And so I, I think law enforcement as a whole does need to, to, to take a stance, whether it's through WASCOP or the Association of Sheriffs, and, and, and look at that. But we have, to be con- we have to really make sure that whatever happens, it's going to be for the right reason. Is it, you know, not for this funding, but, um, you know, for funding reasons or those types of things. But, um, you know, if you look at those states that have legalized marijuana, there's there's a lot of issues that have come with that, overwhelming hospitals and and um, mental health issues and things like that. And, and you know, m- my stance is, you know, is it going to happen at some point? Maybe. Are we getting close there? Yes. You know, I'm not... Uh, I'm not for legalizing marijuana um, for those reasons, is is looking at that. But also, you know, when you're looking at that, um, we have to just really be concerned um, if you're going to legalize it or not. I've had some legislators asking me, well, if we legalize a certain amount, is, you know, a misdemeanor amount or not, and certain – that concerns me. I think if you're going to legalize it, it has to be because now you're looking at officer safety, you know, on the side of the road when you're, you know, you have marijuana that's been found in a vehicle or, or, or on somebody. And now you're trying to measure it on the side of the highway, trying to figure out, is this legal or not legal, a certain yeah. amount. And, and now we have officer safety that we're dealing with because that's that's the key. We don't want to make sure that, you know, you're out in, on the interstate measuring that. But, yeah, there's going to need to be some sort of stance or, or policy or something together within Wyoming. And those discussions have been 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 talked about amongst amongst the state and slowly developing one way or the yep. other. Yeah, uh, I've only got about one minute lef- left, uh, Sheriff. Uh, if if you want to fire away with uh, our statute, if you can read it in under a minute. Uh. Yeah, you know, and this this goes back to you know state resource damage, and so that's uh, involving um, when we're looking at. Uh, let me see here. Motor vehicles often established roadways. So 362107B uh, subsection 2 uh, or II um, prohibits using a motor vehicle on state lands often established road as defined by the border on a road closed by the board. And there we go. And so just if you're on state land, make sure if it says no vehicles past this area, don't go past that area. I mean, that's a pretty self-explanatory one, right? But we're always on it. Yep. Sheriff, under sheriff, thank you both for your service to our community and thank you for coming in this morning. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it in. Here's what people are saying about wrap plumbing and heating in Sheridan. Very professional, friendly, and fast. Wrap Plumbing and Heating did a great job within our budget. We appreciated their fast callback time, and they left no mess behind. 
Thank you, Rap Plumbing and Heating, for your service, and I want to say that we're proud to recommend you to others. This is Dan Rapp of Rap Plumbing and Heating. My crew and I work hard to exceed your expectations on all your plumbing needs. We pride ourselves on top quality workmanship and thank all of our customers for their recommendations. I like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. That's right. You heard it here. If you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Need a plumber? Call Rap Plumbing and Heating. They'll get back to you, give you a free estimate, and have it done as quickly as possible. Rap Plumbing and Heating, 752-1844. 752-1844. We're Captain Clean, and we care about your healthy lifestyle. All of the products we use every day are 100% safe, but if you still have doubts, ask about our 100% all-natural green carpet cleaning services. We are a family-owned and operated business, and your health and ours is always at the forefront of every decision we make. Captain Clean, your premier cleaning company, offering affordable choices for healthy living. Has your home become the proverbial money pit? Everything is going wrong. Things are breaking on the daily. And you can't afford to fix them. Nor do you want to. Let Wyo Renovation assist you. They will buy any property in any location, no matter what issues it has. They will get you cash, probably more than you could get anywhere else. And you can walk away and let them bring the property back to life. Learn more at wyorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Do you have simple tax returns but you're still confused on how to prepare them? Cloud Peak Accounting can help. Cloud Peak Accounting will prepare your simple tax return while you wait. Not sure if your tax return qualifies as simple? Just call them to find out and then set up an appointment to get your taxes done while you wait. Call Cloud Peak Accounting at 307-684-5519. That's 307-684-5519. Or visit them online at cloudpeakcpa.com. The office supply department continues to expand at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company office supply department inside at 303 Broadway or online at SheridanCommercial.com. Broadcasting from the Jill Bates Invest Team Studio, brokered by EXP. K R O B Sheridan. 